Today on the latest episode of The Big Show, both Charles Kirkland and I are back, right? And we'll talk a little bit about what that means. It's the summertime. We're in the middle of two different strikes, the writer's strike, the actor's strike. Charles has movies that you're going to review a little later on. I think it's Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Correct. And Ruby Gilman. And Ruby Gilman. And also, we'll talk about a, a story that... Yeah, you might be a little familiar with, but you probably haven't heard it in a minute. We're going to talk about the exoneration of Jonathan Majors. And you're at home going, wait, what? (laughs) Yes. Jonathan Majors is now a free man. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more on the latest episode of Keeping It Real with Film Gordon. Let's go. Experience life through the eyes of a true all right, and welcome to the latest episode of Keeping It Real with Film Gordon. I, of course, am Tim Gordon. I am joined by my partner in crime, the Puerto Rican king. <laughs> Charles Kirkland is back. Puerto Rico! Hey, Puerto Rico! <laughs> Yes, Charles yeah. is celebrating his 27th <laughs> anniversary last week. That brother is back. I am back. I'm I literally, <laughs> a couple of hours ago, just got off of a plane. Uh, you know the song that uh, Raheem Devine and W. Ellington Felton made called I Woke Up Early. It's part of Crossroads. I woke up early this morning. Yeah. I woke up early this morning in Montreal. And now you're here. And I'm sitting in Washington, D.C., the miracle of airfare. And I'm talking about like, this is early in the day, so it's not like this was, I'm talking about, I literally just got off a plane a couple of hours ago. So, and this show was important to me. Uh, Shane, I found out that Charles Kirkland would be hosting alone. I ran in here. We couldn't have that today. So, t- <laughs> these are jokes. I don't know how these that are goes. jokes. These are I jokes. I don't know what you mean by that. Story. But yes, man. Uh, it's, I uh, have it's, done the show many times. <laughs> yes, you have, man. And, and you have done it well, as LL would say. You have done it and done it and done it well. All right. All right. It's the holiday weekend. Uh, we got a lot of territory to cover. Not really a lot of territory. We just have one thing that we're going to spend a lot of time talking about because we spent weeks talking about it when it was the other way. And, of course, we're talking about the Jonathan Major situation. Uh, Let me just back up a little bit because Shane didn't hear this story either. Um, I was at dinner last night at a wonderful Caribbean restaurant in old Montreal last night. And I got a notification Say Montreal on my phone. Montreal, one more time. Montreal. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was on, I was at the restaurant. I was, got a notification on my phone and I said, huh, what do you know? Well, so for you at home going, what is Tim talking about? What was on my phone last night was this. I said, Jonathan Majors is trending. What happened? And it, a bunch of news outlets Jonathan Majors scores huge win in domestic violence case. That was from Newsweek. Um, Trying to think. I'm going through my my feet from Newsweek. Thank God for technology. Uh, So so pretty much, I guess I'll set this up. Weeks ago, we did a show here. You guys remember we did a show called Jonathan Major, Rush for Judgment. I think it was episode 535. Something like that. I remember that. Watch this. I remember that because I was doing, that was one of the early shows when we were doing graphics. And I was like, I found this picture, Jonathan Majors. And yeah. So at the time, we talked about, Charles and I talked about 
uh, there were companies left and right, man, that were pulling movies. You know, we had both seen, um, uh, God, what is Magazine Dreams. Magazine Dreams at Sundance back in January. And I thought at the time when I watched it, and I think I, Charles and I discussed this, I was like, this, he could be an Oscar contender for this. I mean, he, that performance is amazing in that absolutely. film. Of course, he comes out with Creed Three, which does okay business. Ant-Man and Quantumania, he did the best he could with what he had to work with. Um, so so if you're listening, it was not his fault. He was probably one of the better things that was in that movie. And what we now know as a, uh, a forgettable movie. I also, in that show, talked about Ezra Miller, right? And I did I outlined to you that there were 13 instances over the last 12 months of Ezra Miller's misbehavior and misconduct and yet Warner Brothers stood behind him and they thought that The Flash was one of the best superhero movies of all time. I'm, I'm not just saying this is not Tim Gordon saying this. This is what we were told. Right. It's one of the best superhero movies. Tom Cruise watched it. Hey, I think this is a great superhero movie. And boy, let me tell you about how karma, they say karma is a B. So as Jonathan Majors <laughs> is out here getting roasted I mean, we you, we were talking about this for weeks. They were everybody is like, oh my god, this dude is an abuser. Some professor that he worked with was talking about, oh man, I knew it, I saw him, and I was like, dude, you know, this sounds like quote unquote, and I hate to bring the name up, but I hate to say this. I said it sounds like a Nate Parker situation. They're trying to Nate Parker this dude. For you people at home who don't know what happened to Nate Parker, just Google it. I'm not going down that rabbit hole today. So, needless to say. Jonathan Majors has been laying low. The only entity that stood behind this man doing all of this was probably Marvel. Now, Marvel, I've been hearing stories. No, no, I've been yeah, hearing stories. Yeah. Eh, we got to look at all our contingency plans. Do we replace him? Do, what do we do with him? But Marvel, for the most part, stayed quiet while he's losing deals and folks are like, I don't want to work with him and he's a pariah. And then suddenly... Inexplicably, I'm sitting at a table last night. Where was I at, Charles? Montreal. Correct. <laughs> and I look at my phone, and suddenly, the woman who accused Jonathan Major, I'm not going to use her name because, you know, you, look you, it can, up, just, you can just look it's it up not, and find it. Not. The woman had accused him after Jonathan Major's team presented evidence to the NYPD, they did their own investigation. And Shane, within hours, they arrested her and cleared Jonathan Majors. Now, why am I leading today's show with this news? <laughs> Anybody? I I'll wait. Anybody want to ask me why? Why, Tim? Of, of, I'm so glad time, you asked me, Charles and Shane. Uh, because while I was in Canada, I called a couple of people to ask them, hey, man, did you hear the news? And the answer for both of y'all was like, nah. Nah, what are you talking what, about? What do you mean you didn't hear the news? Mm -hmm. You didn't get that news about Jonathan Major's name did, being clear? Did not come across my wire, sorry. And guess what happens? And when we talk about karma as a bee, there is a God sitting on the throne. Because hmm. why did I get that news on a Wednesday? Mm. And guess what happens every Thursday on <laughs> DC Radio? <laughs> Keeping it real with film, Gordon. <laughs> so, so my significant other looked at me and she said, I guess that's tomorrow's show. I said, you GD Skippy. <laughs> so guess where we are yep. today? 
We're not going to talk Jonathan about Jonathan Majors. We're not going to talk about Turner Classic movies. No, we'll, we'll get to that. But but I just <laughs> as 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 somebody told me, say it with your chest. Jonathan Majors, for all of the scrutiny and all of the 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 bad tweets and social media dragging you. Brother, Charles Kirkland Jr., Shane Lewis, and I believed in you, brother. From the, be- from the, from the beginning, we understood that it is not guilty into proven innocent. It is innocent into proven guilty. Now, having said that, let us also take some time to talk about the, the person who did the accusing, because I'm not dragging her, right? And I'm not doing an overall indictment about you know, situations like this and how people are placed in these situations. But it is it is just unfortunate on both sides for her and for him to have publicly gone through something like this. Yeah. And for majors, I really feel bad because, you know, his his army commercial got pulled. Uh, there was some opportunities. He lost a couple of roles behind this. So now I guess since people are listening to me and I show is worldwide, does people do people pick up the phone today and go, hey, bro, my bad, man. We rushed to judgment, man. I'm sorry. You want that role, you can have it back. Does that happen for Jonathan Majors, Charles? Uh no. Shane? I mean, I, is there any justice I, for Jonathan Majors? I mean, it may uh, uh, over time he may receive these offers again, but you got to make up for the loss that you the loss. How that, much, how much time? How much time? Like, like. Okay, let me let me take it back. Let me let me just give give you another analogy, right? Let's say we're in the sixth grade, mm-hmm. and a girl comes in the classroom and goes, "Shane smacked me," and and Shane, and Shane goes, "I didn't smack you," and they go, "No, Shane, you're suspended. You're an abuser." And then we come back a week later, and girl goes, "I made it up. I made it up. Shane didn't smack me." So, so now, of course, we reinstate Shane, but what about Shane's good name? What about Charles's good name if somebody accuses you of something? It, it could happen to me. And, and, and part of the reason why I'm so passionate about this, I'm just Tim Gordon, right? I'm just, a, I, I watch this, and I say this, and I'm not being funny. I host, people see me around, right? Right, I, I'm, I'm, like a, I'm like maybe an F-level celebrity, right? I'm not an A-lister. I'm an F-lister, right? You need, Actually, you need F to be may be the wrong yeah, initial. Yeah. I'm an M. I'm an M. <laughs> I'm an M-lister, right? Let's just say D. Let's say a D. No, lister. no, 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 because I can't. You stay away from the Ds and the Fs. <laughs> I'm an M-level celebrity, okay, right? Okay, okay. Now, as an M-level celebrity, I I think about this a lot that I could find myself in a situation because I always wasn't the, the, the evolved, mature person I am. I, grew, I I was in D.C. in the 80s and 90s. Stuff happened in town. It's a different time, right? So yep. you too. Don't, don't look around. <laughs> All of us have this same story, I right? I know what you're talking about, man. Whatever, man. <laughs> so I say that it's to say, me. what if you, if somebody came and accused you of a thing, right? And you spent like like think about what happened with Will Smith, right? Right. So you got a Will Smith for thirty five years, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff. You know, I'm an actor. I'm this. 
He smacked Chris Rock, man. And to this day, people just don't look at Will Smith the same way. And then after Chris Rock's reaction, people don't look at him the same way either. Nobody won in that situation. I say that to say that in this situation between Jonathan Majors and this young lady, there are no winners. There won't be. He's exonerated, but guess what? He found out in real time that there were people out there that really prayed for his downfall. And the first opportunity and they saw on his downfall, on his downfall, right, Jane? All these—I mean, think about—you uh, know—we we talk about. Uh, you know, I, and I know I'm I'm, I'm rambling, but I'm going to pull this all together for you guys because all of these thoughts are popping in my head simultaneously. You remember in A Wonderful Life, It's a Wonderful Life, when George Bailey got the gift of understanding what his what life would look like if he didn't exist. Right. Think about Jonathan Majors finding out in real time that all these people you thought that loved you the first time somebody accused you of a thing. Instead of them giving you the benefit of a doubt, everybody was like, man, I knew he did it. That's who he is. I've seen these movies. He's aggressive. Like, didn't he also, didn't one of his managers even walk out on Yes. Him? I mean, I mean, That's people my who point. Were right there with him, people, all of a sudden just. It's the, it's the, it, it is a, I mean, I know it sounds stupid to say, but think of it for, think about this for a second. He got the gift of understanding in very real time what people think of you who are supposed to love and support you. Right. And I believe that his world is forever changed, right? Like, he'll go on and he'll have a career, but he's probably, his personality is going to be different toward people for the rest of his life after something like this. His eye on the industry has been changed. Even. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's no way that he can actually work in this industry with the same mindset that he had prior to this. Yeah. Because he, all of a sudden, he knows that he's just a commodity that can be... Bingo. Okay. Hey, guess what? What if you're Michael B. Jordan or any other young black actor? Hey, you know, every time, and I hate to say this because we're having conversation now that veers into what I call barbershop territory, right? Because when I go get my hair cut in Southeast D.C., Charles understands. <laughs> like, like for people who don't live here in D.C., you don't really understand what that means, right? Southeast is like going in the hood. It, it actually is not like going in the hood. It is the hood, right? Say. So you having real conversation with real brothers at the barbershop. Mm-hmm. And anybody, watch this. If you're listening to us in Cleveland, I'm sure there's a barbershop in the hood in Cleveland. If you in Compton, if you in if you in the Bronx, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, wherever you live and yep. you black, yep. there is a barbershop someplace where there's real talk, yep. right? So right now we are engaging in real talk. And the real talk of this all is, is that whether it was Michael Jackson, um, I'm trying to think of who else this happened to, Tiger Woods, who am I leaving out? Brothers who who ascended to a certain level, and then an accusation came and hit them, and then... Suddenly they had to, as as Paul Mooney would say, they got their end wake-up call. (laughs) But in this case, Jonathan Majors had it happen to him, not because of what he did, but because of who he was becoming. Right. Because his career, I remember we even had a show in here. This is why this this, this is such a good conversation, because we talked about all of this this. already. Yeah, yeah. Like, we covered this. We talked about... 
I remember coming in here one day going, hey, Charles, this dude graduated from film school in like 2017. And then suddenly, like, his age everywhere. He was every. I mean, last black man in San Francisco. Um, uh, white boy. What was it? White boy. White, white boy, boy Rick. Rick. White boy um, Rick. He was in. I mean, he went through a string. Lovecraft Country. I mean, Jonathan Majors, the harder they fall. He was getting cast in everything. And I was like, man, this dude has only been around five or six years. But he is ascending. Then he gets the role as he who remains in Marvel and becomes Kang, which is like, ding, 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 ding. You don't hit the jackpot. <laughs> Not only did you get that role, but you're the new Thanos of the MCU. For you. For f- multiple phases. You Pretty much. Around. Five, at least at least two phases. Right. So Marvel has built their whole universe around. That this is going to be the villain that the Avengers and all of the other characters are going to come together to fight. So when you get to that level, that quick, there's going to be some jealousy. There's going to be some hate. There's going to be some folks that are shading you. They're going to be looking for reasons to try to tear you down. And I was just telling this story before we came on the air today. I'm not even going to say it's just a black thing. I just think it's a human thing, right? People love building people up and then we love to revel and 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 you know and be excited when they when they fall like that's the american that's 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 american right i don't even know if it's american it's human right i've seen it happen so many times and i was i was hoping because i remember we did the show and i said hey man jonathan majors did this you're gonna have to live and own the consequences I'm hoping that's not the case, but if that is the case, then there you are. So that's why we spent the first 18 minutes of our show talking about Jonathan Majors today. So Charles, I've talked a lot. I'm going to, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm still on a, I'm still on a Montreal high. Matter of fact, if you want to say something now, I could run to the car because I bought a, a Montreal Expos baseball. Cap. Why? Let me finish. First of all, when the Montreal Expos left, where did they go? Washington. And the hat was signed by Gary Carter. Why would that be significant? Because he's an all-star catcher that played for the Expos. And he played for who else after he left the Expos? And then he came to Washington. No, he didn't. He came to the Mets. No. Gary Carter played Uh, for the Mets. So, uh, an autographed, watch this, an autographed Gary Carter Montreal Expos hat uh, now sits in my possession. Yuck. Don't hate. Yuck. All right, Charles, so what do you got on Jonathan Majors, man? I, uh, I've set it up. And- okay, so you mentioned karma in the beginning, and I don't, I don't, believe, I don't believe in karma. I, I believe in a God who saves. And so, I find it quite interesting in that... Uh, you talked about Ezra Miller and that the Flash in its second week <laughs> dropped seventy three percent, seventy three percent, seventy three percent in viewership. So um, the, the, think, let me let me just jump in for a second. The the Flash <laughs> dropped so bad that Black Adam, which is they was like, oh man, Black Adam is terrible. It did worse than Black Adam. It did a whole lot worse than it. But, I mean, matter of fact, now the Flash the is so bad. Watch this. It's so bad. How bad? They is didn't it? even release Batgirl. And now they're like, man, man we should have done it. released Batgirl. <laughs> now we were doing that. But I'm sorry, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Th- these are what I call 
Miller shots. Hesma shots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is it is the most precipitous drop in in um, film history. I got a dollar for you for that word. Go thank ahead. you, thank you. Um, and 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 I think it's apropos that. Even though uh, apropos, wow, Charles is going for it. You like you like a you like a, a spiritual spitter right now. This it's, it's stuff, like Charles. I'm writing for a different people, <laughs> set of people now. But anyway, <laughs> no, a, a precipitous drop, and it's apropos. Go ahead. That uh, someone who is convicted, I mean, he has been found guilty of these crimes, faces the kind of justice that he is. Uh, he got cinematic justice. He got cinematic justice. <laughs> And so I'm I'm praying that the same cinematic justice exists for Jonathan Majors and that people who see him exonerated this is the and and the, he, from the beginning he's always said this and the funny thing about it is he's pre- he presented this evidence in court in June in June he presented this evidence in court and it's taken until <laughs> yesterday for the New York Police Department to act upon what he presented. So I'm praying that somehow that the same kind of justice be enacted for Jonathan Majors that they see that he's not guilty that he's that he's wrongly put upon and reward the man with going to see his movies and whatever. Uh, from Anthony Mackey. Nothing has been proven about this dude. Nothing. So everyone is innocent until proven guilty. Everyone. That's from Anthony Mackey. First MCU actor to stand up for his colleague. And and then the second thing, you said Marvel stood up for him. They really didn't stand up for him because they put everything really kind of on hold. They're just like, we're not going to say he's wrong or right. We're just going to hold on. And as this thing drew out, I mean, they did have the opportunity to drop him like others did, and they didn't. And I really think that that was financially motivated. They have really set up this whole thing around this whole MCU thing around him, and it would be a, a great burden to them to retool it. So they were going, they're in, they're they were locked in. So they're going to hold on to see what happens. And now maybe they're you know it's rewarded. So, so we'll Shane, see. Shane, and. Uh, Charles, uh, this is off of Twitter. Uh, it says it your uh, the victim. I'm not going to say the victim's name, but the victim was asked and said, "I don't know." Nineteen, 19 times, times. How did you when get that asked cut on your finger? By arriving medicine, the broken cops, finger. How she injured herself? The lawyers let it continue, citing police body worn camera footage taken at the penthouse and turned over to the defense by prosecutors. The NYPD footage shows the lead officer. Coaching the victim yeah. to accuse Mr. Majors yeah. of assault. Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, this is okay. And, and so you told See, me. Now I'm getting madder. Now uh, Tim told me this morning about this. Uh, may, maybe a couple hours before we got into the studio. This is all evidence that had, like I said, had been presented back in June. Yeah, and they're finally acting upon it. Yeah. Uh, all the stuff about the uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the whole thing with the video, I knew about that from um, two months ago. Okay, so watch this. So Shane, remember when this story first broke, and his attorney said, and we have it on record. Hey man, we have evidence that shows that uh, he 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 clearly didn't do this. Remember that. And despite the fact that his attorney said that, 
What seemed to happen kept kept they happening kept, on social media. They kept going forward. He's a bad he's dude. Bad man. He's this. He's he that. Did it. He did so, it. So that's he's why terrible. 24 minutes into this show, we're still talking about this because I want people at home to know, right, for all the energy that was put out for weeks. I'm not going to spend weeks doing this. Hell, I might spend a show doing it, though. <laughs> but, but my point is, is that we need to really understand that we live in very different times, right? And what I mean by that, this sort of behavior has gone on from the beginning, since the beginning of time, right? Yeah, people yeah. have been falsely accused. But what we haven't lived with since the beginning of time is social media. Yeah, I'm going to get And the world is very different mm. in that we have a section of people who are, are you know, about Evil. their clicks. Evil. About their clicks. And they're sitting at home and they're hating and they got the ability to have clicks. I, it could happen to me, it could happen to you. Shane doesn't mess with anybody. One of the nicest dudes I know, it could happen to him. Right, you know there were people out I'm there. Saying. There were people out there giving out hate to the people who died in that in that Titanic, uh, the Titan sub. We're not saying, going there. Stop. I'm, stop. I'm just. We're I'm not, not saying there. anything that's about a, that's that. A different. That's I'm, a different. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not going, this is like a tragedy. Even Shane and I were like, mm. this is a tragedy that yeah. occurred. Yeah. And then there's people out there that are saying they got what they deserved. I'm like, come on. No. Where no. are all, what's wrong with people in the social media? Universe. Stevie Wonder once famously said that love's in need of love Amen. today. Amen. You know, so so uh, I'm not I'm not <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm gonna leave it alone, man. But 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 we'll end by saying, uh, Jonathan Majors. Um, I'm hoping that Searchlight Pictures reinstall. Did they have a pull? They did. They did pull a date off of December. They did. Fox Searchlight. If you're listening, I'm Tim Gordon. President of the Film Critics Association in Washington, D.C. Founder of the Black Reel Founder Real of the Awards. Black Reel Awards and the Light Reel Film Festival and the Black Reel Television Awards. And the Foundation for the Augmentation of African Americans in Film. And a panelist over at Around Town. With all of that, which may not mean anything to you, <laughs> I'll just say this much. He deserves his cinematic day in court on December the 8th, reinstate magazine dreams it is truly a contender. Now, I don't know. Watch this. I don't know if it's a contender again or if they're going to be people like, oh, man. I, I, you know, I don't know. Just like his perception is forever changed. Right. I don't know. Now, the public, we know people forgive people in America. It might take a minute, right? I mean, we rehabilitated Richard Nixon by the time he died. Now, Shane was not old enough to have no. even known uh, of a president who had a 28% approval rating and resigned in shame only less than 20 years later before he died. He, man, Richard Nixon was a patriot. Right? <laughs> An amazing American. It took 20 years. Watch this. He was? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, guess, I guess all that stuff I remember when I was nine at 29 <laughs> was much different, right? Wow. Matter of fact, if you don't believe rehabilitation is real, what do you think about George Bush right now? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Watch this. Now, I remember when he was president, yeah. what you thought of him then. Yeah. But guess what? When a Donald Trump shows up, 
George Bush, boy, he, <laughs> he, looks, he looks real good he's right good, now. He's a great guy. <laughs> what a patriot. So, so that's what I'm trying to watch this. We're not going po- political, but I'm just making the point that, you know, whenever you see uh, something like this, people can come back. People can come back. So Jonathan Majors, after 28 minutes of the show. I just find it funny to say, you know, you say people can come back, especially in America. How come it was in Canada you saw the text and not here? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Good question. Or the better question would be, why did I see it in Canada and and in America? That's what I'm saying. Wow. (laughs) All right, man. We got to get back to some other business, man. So let's let's. You talked about it earlier. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Turner Classic Movies, man. Uh, the folks over at Warner Discovery uh, is the guy's name. Jonathan Majors works for Turner. No, Classic man. We we've, we've no. turned the oh, page, change, man. Oh, we did changing. twenty-eight okay. minutes, man, All on right. Jonathan right. Majors, man. Let's move on <laughs> to Turner Classic Movies. Uh, where David Z- is it Zaslov? Zaslov. Zaslov has, and I'm just I'm just gonna keep it a hundred with you right now. Um, I own Disney stock, right mm-hmm. now. We mm-hmm. know we're talking about Warner Brothers, but I'm mm-hmm. saying this for a reason. Mm-hmm. I have a really good friend of mine who I will not name, whose father worked at Warner Brothers for forty years in their PR department. Okay. And he tells me in a joke, because we were having this conversation, he goes, I hold on to this stock as a sentimental. Am I losing money? Sure. <laughs> but I hold on to the stock. I feel the same way about Disney. I, you know, I have a, a connection to Disney. All of the, the I, I, I believe at some point Disney will come back. Am I taking a bath right now? And am I deeply in the red? Yes, I am. Mm, especially fact, Disney, Disney is dragging down my whole portfolio, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I, Come back, Jonathan this, Majors. Look, we need you. Watch this. That's not a joke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's why I pause. Look, I'm looking at both of y'all like, that's not a joke. No. But I say that to say that uh, thinking about what's happening at Warner Brothers, David Zaslov has drawn the ire because he's getting this ridiculous salary. He is systematically driving the stock down of Warner Brothers. Uh, Warner Brothers is putting out one dud of a superhero movie after mm. the next mm. one. Mm. I mean, you've had Shazam. What was the name of that second Shazam movie? Fury of the Gods. Yeah, it, it was... should have been called Shazam Furious. Furious with the audience. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody's feeling Shazam. Then you put out Black Adam. Look, I went to play Shazam Fury of the Gods at home, and everybody's like, nah, bro. We're good. We so wait a minute. Black Adam was first, right? Black Adam was first. So watch this, Shane. So they had Black Adam, which was a black mark for, 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 for Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> black Adam was so bad that him and Vin Diesel was beefing, and suddenly he's back in the Fast and Furious. <laughs> like, I need some money. I need some <laughs> like, money. Wow. Please report watch me. This. James Gunn, who we 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 lauded on leaving the MCU to take over over at at uh, DC and Warner Brothers, uh, I, I realized he didn't do any of these movies, but you did have the power to do what he you did that they did it. with Batgirl. You could have Batgirl. Watch this. Thank you. Charles Charles <laughs> took my line. He made a verb out of it. You could have Batgirl this thing, right? You should have Batgirl Shazam, Fury of the Gods. You definitely should have bad-girled Flash. Mm. Flash? Wow. Man, I'm still mad at Shane and and uh, uh, Charles because they saw it in advance and didn't even warn me. It was almost like 
Y'all walked off the cliff, fell to y'all death, and instead of going before you fell, don't come down here. You let me fall too. The Flash, it's I not, saw this movie. It's not like you weren't going to watch it. I mean, wait a minute. I saw this movie. I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm going, wow. <laughs> Ezra, wow. Ezra. Is Kiersey Clemens playing, uh, what's her name? Iris West? No, not at all. It's not good. <laughs> Um, he's fighting himself because at this point I'm not spoiling it because first of all you are spoiling it because nobody has seen this film you're not spoiling it man because this movie is like the equivalent of of uh, of uh, glitter ooh watch the Shane Shane you don't know the glitter reference oh my god Mariah Carey was a Mariah Carey movie that came out the week of September 11th they said glitter was so bad that Saddam Hussein was hiding Crash out in the, the theaters. <laughs> and that's why they couldn't find him because nobody went to see glitter. Oh my God. Oh my God. That was horrible. There have been, been several movies that have come out in the last 20, 25 years, man, that are just movies that just are memorable for all the wrong reasons, right? Glitter is one. Geely. Who can, who can forget that oh, classic? Oh. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. Geely. But they're back together now. Despite of that movie. <laughs> despite the fact that it, that movie put that, both their careers in exactly, jeopardy. Exactly. Uh, yeah, man. So I just say, man, Flash, man. Wow. Now, uh, there's a saying that we used to, when I was a kid growing up in Newark, New Jersey, that we used that would be applicable okay. for the Flash. What is that, Tim? That's what you get. <laughs> Ezra Miller, that's what you <laughs> Look, every time, you know, there's times, it, and it happened once on the show, every now and then somebody comes up to me and say, oh, the Flash wasn't that bad. I actually, I kind of liked it. <laughs> to, which, to which I give him the gas face. <laughs> no, 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 Shane, look. <laughs> the, Flash, the Flash wasn't that bad. Was it? <laughs> Was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh god! I'm sorry. 35 minutes into the show, man. We having, having way too much fun today. All right, but we were talking about Turner Classic Movies, man, and I got sidetracked. So of course, Zaslav has <laughs> uh, said that they're trying. They were trying to gut TCM for people at home. Oh, they were gutting it. Who, they were who don't know. Turner Classic Movies is really, really personal and special to me. Uh, you know, because yes. I've talked openly on this show about there was a summer when I was out of work, man. I watched TCM every day. I almost felt like I got my master's or my PhD in movies because of what I learned about nuance and scene and lighting and storytelling. So these movies are literally the foundation. Like we talk about Flash. You know, there was Ed Wood what's long my, before there was the what's Flash. What's my man's name, the host that would come on in, in between? Robert Osborne. Robert Osborne. Hi, I'm Robert Osborne. Uh, the, the next movie we're going to watch is blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, I'm sitting there like this, <laughs> like, oh, my God. There were two guys I used to watch who really had a big influence on me. Robert Osborne was one. And the infamous James Lipton. Oh, Lipton. Over at the Inside the Action Studio, there's a picture that I took with him at the... Um, Critics' Choice Awards years ago, which is one of my most valued pictures of him just chilling on the couch and me sitting behind and we almost doing like the same pose. <laughs> and I was like, James, uh, when you get to the pearly gates, what would you like the Lord to say? 
<laughs> that was one of the things he used to ask on, on Screen Actors Guild. I, I love that dude, man. But I say all that to say, man, Turner Classic Movie is really, really important. Now, I don't watch it as much as I should for one key reason. Busy. No. I've seen damn near all the movies that they played on there. I was like, I don't have to watch it anymore. After a while. I, I just watched it and just sit there and go, eh. I've seen, seen that it. One. Seen it. Now, I will say the last time I really got excited about TCM is they had a Charlie Chaplin uh-huh. weekend. Okay. And when I saw, if you've never seen City Lights, man, City Lights is a silent film, 1931, I want to say it was, that was so powerful it made me cry. So think about that for a second. A silent movie that can bring you to tears. It wouldn't do it for me. Um, it not, it's not yeah, that good. Okay. What it's not that good. Would it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, it is that last scene. I was like, why am I crying? What is going on? <laughs> anyway. Hey, man. But Turner Classic Movies <laughs> is, a, is, a, is a very... He, he, folks, he's a little punch drunk. He just got uh, off hey, Right, I am. I'm, Going I'm, back. I'm, I'm Turner Classic Montreal Movies. T- but anyway, uh, <laughs> Steven Spielberg, uh, Martin Scorsese, and is it Paul Thomas Anderson? Paul Thomas Anderson. Are all getting together to... Save. Well, now, how are they saving? Inspire them to continue the process of... So Turner two Classic of the greatest movies. filmmakers of all time... And Paul Thomas and Paul Anderson. <laughs> and Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay, I got you. Got you. Stop. Paul Thomas Anderson is a very good, very good director. He a, is a very good director. Okay. He has he has ability okay. to get people into his films that I just do not understand. Okay, so that would be like me saying, um, Jim Brown, mm-hmm. Lars Taylor, mm-hmm. and Lavar Arrington. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Something's Lamar not right Arrington there. Is good, but Lamar is not Jim Brown. Not, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Paul Thomas Anderson is a good director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he Steven Spielberg? No. Is he Martin Scorsese? No. You notice how when I say his name, it's said with it, reverence. Yeah, I, Scorsese. I almost said something I, as Pastor Chuck, I wouldn't say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate. No, but I'm saying I think it's good. That these guys are getting together, and I would love to see some more filmmakers step into the breach. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it, it, I, I have to confess, I don't watch Turner Classic movies as much because it, I don't have the cable system. Or whatever. I, I was about to say that you don't have the system, but, do you? But um, <laughs> I do remember whenever I go on travel and they have that channel, I'm sitting in front of it, much to the chagrin of my wife who wants. To go do whatever in vacation, yeah, uh, but if it's playing in Puerto Rico, I might be sitting in front of the television watching Turner Classic movies for a while. Yes, because I haven't seen it, and and so, I think it's the one of, they've hired these two people, Deluca and Abdi, to come in and run it. And but the one thing that they're talking about is taking out the sections with Robert Osborne that didn't happen in between the films. Yeah, that's a mistake. It, it's, it is that's a, a mistake. Yeah, it's a, that's a mistake because those are the kind of things where Robert you Osborne, really get your Ben Makowitz, that that stuff yeah. is important, man. Yeah. That, that 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 adds context to what we're watching. And I will also end this by saying that the reason why I have 
the essentials list, the 100 movies that I, I always suggest people watch when people, because I, I do get calls randomly from people going, well, you know, what would you recommend me watch? I'm like, oh, that's easy. Let me just shoot you my essentials. <laughs> but my essentials are largely made up because of the impact of certain films that I've watched on Turner Classic Movies, yeah. man. A Place in the Sun. Um, trying to think, man. Just off the top of my head, man. Um, Devil the, and Mrs. Jones. Um, no, no, that's not. No. A, what, what, no? The Devil and Mrs. Jones. That's a porn movie, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Oh my God! Isn't it? Look at <laughs> look at Shay clutch the pearls like <laughs> paths to glory. Let me just give you some real time. <laughs> the devil and Mrs. Jones. No, what is it? What's um, next? Behind the green door? Is that on your list? No. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. The the bad and the beautiful. I'm, I'm telling. You, I've been turned on to so many really good movies from watching Turner Classic. Elmer Gantry. I mean, they're classics, man. You've seen him again. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sergeant Rutledge, the man oh, yeah. who shot Liberty Valance. Shane, you gotta watch. Like I'm giving you guys movies that you should seek out and try to watch over the weekend. The man who shot Liberty Valance. Great line. Sergeant sir, Rutledge. Yes, yeah, Sergeant Rutledge. Love that movie. Look, look, sir. Uh, how does how did it go, sir? When the when the legend. Become, becomes more no no it's just, when the such and such becomes a legend legend print the legend print the legend <sighs> classics <laughs> funny we mentioned sergeant rutledge cuz that's jonathan majors sergeant rutledge is woody strode no i'm saying that's his story Oh, that actually is a story. It was fought. Oh, wow. Hey, I see how you brought it all the way back. This is almost like a comedian with the callback at the end. It's like, oh, and ladies and gentlemen, that's what happened to Jonathan Major. Oh, one more thing. Uh, yesterday. He said it's not. He said it's Woody Strode. It was Woody Strode, but yes. Yesterday. I was I was uh, in the lobby of a hotel, which I will not name since they're not a sponsor. And um, I watched a stand-up, which I thought, initially when I started watching it, I was like, I didn't really know what to make of it. But a guy sat on stage on a stool for an hour and 15 minutes, not telling jokes, but telling stories about his life. Wait a minute, let me, let me finish. Telling stories about his life. I think right? I know who you're talking about. Go ahead. And it was so good because what would happen, Shane, is that in the middle of it, he would tell a story, and then like they would, they would part, take it to black, and then the person who could validate the story he was telling would come on and go, yeah, man, he was just doing the most, <laughs> man. And then they would go back to the special, right? And in the middle of the special, he's telling the story of his life being a drug boy when he was 15 yeah. years old, growing up in Chicago, you know, him, you know, working a job because he lived in a house with a strict mother who he couldn't just spend his drug money. So he had to have a front, a way to wash the money. So he got a job working at a supermarket as a bag boy so he could spend the money that was in the shoebox, the $15,000, $20,000 in the shoebox in his house. And all of the crazy stuff he was doing, like the time he showed up at a football game wearing a mink coat. And the story goes, the guy, he's like, man, my first manager and his son saw me at this game. And then it, it stops the black and the son comes on and goes, 
Yeah, man, we were sitting there going, who's that fool up there with that black mink coat on? It was it was fantastic. <laughs> to the point where he talks about the loss of a family member where he breaks down on stage and cries yeah. and then bounces back with more jokes. Comes back to joking. Did you see this? Yeah, I see. Yeah. Ali Sadiq. Yeah. Let me say this again. Ali Sadiq. It was it was prior esque. It That's the, how good it was. It was the most creatively uh, edited. Shane, and, I mean, I'm gonna send you the link. Was... Don't even look for it, man. Look, I'm gonna send you the link. <laughs> I saw this yesterday, and I was like, "Wow!" I mean, this. I mean, wow. Can, but I don't know how we got there from Turner Classic Movies, but okay. Because I, because I'm switching. I'm like, I switched. But I'm, man, that thing. That special is amazing. It's called. Um, I got it right here because I sent it to somebody yesterday. It's called the Domino. Dude, you need to go on YouTube and watch this. This is really good. And, and it's, it's called the Domino Effect. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. I'm going to send Shane a link right now. But Ali Sadiq is a genius. That was pretty friggin' special. That was pretty special. Charles, go ahead, because I know you're the comedian guy. I mean, the, 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 well, not comedian guy, but you're a comedian, so you can appreciate this. The way this. he weaves the stories together, I mean, even if he didn't do the drops where you, you come and you see the people who, say, who attest, they're like, yeah, man, that happened. Even, though, even that, without those, the stories are incredible that just are just incredibly moving and, and funny and... And there's not, I can't believe there's one person who's not crying with him when he starts Bruh, crying. Man, it, it's amazing. I've never seen a comedian be that transparent on stage. Like, I've watched a lot. Like, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle is like at the top of the mountain. He's the top of the heap right now. But this, this is but right Chappelle up there. does not open up no. and show you his vulnerability. No. When he's talking about the loss of his family, those are real tears. That's not like something made up. So he has to stop, I know compose Chappelle. himself. I know Chappelle, and he has stuff in his life that he just doesn't share. Yeah. But, I mean, he has stuff to, to the same level. But yeah. he is never as vulnerable on stage yeah, as this guy is in, was, this, in this thing. And pretty, it's, pretty you talk special. about shot and fruit. You're just sitting there just like... Engaged, engrossed in his stories, yeah. and it's funny and it's, how the audience, man. You notice the audience because they're laughing at everything, and the audience, they, and then they're just breaking silent. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, and then he comes back. I forget the joke he comes back with uh, that, like, snaps everybody out of and brings them back. And I'm like, that's genius. Yeah, that dude's pretty good. I'm trying to send I'm Shane gonna, this mm. uh, link real quick, um, but yeah, it, it's it's fabulous. Yeah, Fabulous. so if you get a chance, uh, Shane, I just sent it to you. Um, I don't think we've chance, ever done a review of a YouTube thing before. Yeah, we have. We did Dave Chappelle, uh, 846 after uh, he did That the, was on Netflix. No, that was on YouTube first before it got on Netflix. Okay, all right. Yeah, we've done, we've done reviews of, of uh, those before. But yeah, I, I man, that... <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm a guy, I might not be a comedian, but I appreciate... How difficult it is to stand there with a room full of eyes trained on you. Cause I've been the I've been the guy much earlier in my life. I must I must admit, I mean, if you watch the if you watch the show or listen to me, you know I'm that guy. Yeah. Who <laughs> hey man, if you if you whack on stage, man, like boo, get off the stage. I've been that guy. I'm not going to be that guy with certain comedians because, you know, some of them can come back. <laughs> like, like when I was young 
And I told him this story when we talked in December. Date Bill Bellamy hosted the uh, Celebration of Black Cinema. Yeah. And I remember watching a young Bill Bellamy at Club 88. And I would sit in the back because if you sat in the front, oh, whatever you had you. on, yeah. if he could smell your breath on stage, <laughs> it was a wrap. <laughs> you would get people. If, I saw people hair run out of the club. If your hair wasn't fried, dilated oh, to the bro. side, he's coming at you. So sitting in the front you, you row. You can't get away you, with you that with everybody. Now, I do remember the night uh, <laughs> when I saw a very young 18-year-old Chris Rock. In the comic club one night, the comedy comedy store, comedy, comedy someplace in New York. In New York, we saw him I was when he was eighteen. I even remember his routine. I'm really? not going to say it because it was he was eighteen, so he didn't have command of the material at eighteen. But I do remember the guy that came on after him because he wanted to fight me and my friend because we was like, "Boo, you!" <laughs> <laughs> but I this thing, guy, this thing is like the man stood on stage, dropped his pants, and just. Bared himself for everyone to see. And it's fantastic. Shane didn't get the reference. He was saying, instead of saying bearing his soul, he, he's dropped it. Yeah, he's bearing his soul, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, see, for people at home who never see Shane, Shane is what I, Shane represents the, the audience, audience to yeah, me, yeah, right? Yeah. So Shane, Shane, if Shane, you say something in Shane's face, you go, uh-huh. like, let me explain uh-huh. that because the audience might be like, yeah, they're not feeling that one. <laughs> if Shane is on the floor, then we know we've done the job. All okay. right, so we're fi- 49 minutes into the show. We've covered Jonathan Majors, Turner Classic it's my time. Movies. It's my time. And Ali Sadiq. Uh... We've got uh, about nine minutes. How many movies are you reviewing this week, Charles? Two movies this week. So do you need all nine minutes, or can I get you to review two movies in three minutes? Wow. That's Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, man. What's the setup of the first movie, man? What's the first? No, the first one you should review is uh, the something about the Kraken, Cranon. Ruby Gilman. On mic, sir. Nobody can hear you. Ru- Ruby Gilman, yes, Teenage you, Kraken. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, I think you should set it up for us, Charles. Okay, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kra- Kraken is a computer animated film from DreamWorks Animation, distributed by Universal Pictures. You're reading too much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, directed by Kirk D'Amico. Yes. And uh, the writing team of uh, C. Brown and Elliot, uh, which I mean, it's okay. Too much, you yeah. know, uh, it's uh, stars <laughs> the voices of uh, Laura yes. Condon, yes. Tony Collette, yes. Annie Murphy, uh-huh. Coleman Domingo, wow. and Jane Fonda. Nice. That's what I'm talking Eddie Murphy? I didn't say Eddie Murphy. I said Coleman Domingo. And you Jane- said Eddie Murphy. Annie- Shane- Look at Shane's face. You Annie, said Eddie Murphy. Annie Murphy. Annie. Oh, you said Annie Murphy. Annie Murphy. It sounded like you said Eddie Murphy. Jesus, <sighs> Pete. Oh, okay. I was like, Eddie Murphy is in this? Annie Murphy. Okay. It start, it, the, st- the story is a woman is uh, a, a shy young girl. Mm-hmm. Well, she's not actually a girl, and she knows she's not a girl, but she hides herself uh, and her gills as she participates in human high school. Gills? Gills, yes. She has gills. She knows she has gills. Her whole family, she knows that she's a sea creature. Oh! And her family has, her her parents have ban- banned her from ever going into the ocean, saying that you just shouldn't. And, of course, as a teenager, and now that her prom is going to be on a sea cruise, she's like, eh, what do they know? And so she goes and d- jumps into the water and becomes a giant 
kraken beasts. And that's the setup. It starts a whole undersea war that threatens the whole world that we know. All right. So watch this. So after that setup, now what about see see? You think I'm being funny, Charles? We had to teach Charles how to do this. <laughs> so that's why I'm teasing. Look, like, every every much, every every Charles, week. Every week. Down, okay. Down. All right. So now that that you set it up, so now what are you thinking about this movie? So you know, honestly, I saw the trailer for this uh, uh, several times before, mm-hmm. and I said this looks really bad. And I went into seeing the movie thinking it was going to be really bad. And it's Sony. Sony DreamWorks Animation, and they make this thing work. This is the same uh, people who did How to Train Your Dragon and Shrek and some other things. And they make this work. One of the funniest things about this movie is she's blue in this world of people who look like regular people. And they say, well, why are you blue? She said, I'm from Canada. And that's the whole explanation that they give. And just like the Coneheads, when, so when the Coneheads cone had cones, <laughs> and they say, well, we're from France. That, and, and you just leave it at that. And it works. I mean, it's a really tender story about uh, coming of age, mother-daughter relationships, and that, and just, you know, finding yourself. And it really, really works well. This is actually one of the better animated movies of the year. And I gave it an A. Wait, 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 stop. Yeah. It's, I, a plus was for Spider-Man. Oh, a, you say one of the better animated movies of the year. Yeah. Are you saying this is in Spider-Man territory? No. It, it's not Spider-Man, but it's real close. Okay. They're, they're not as inventive in their animation style as 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 uh, uh, Spider-Man is, but the story is tight. It's really well done. Uh, the animation works for them because it is DreamWorks animation. It's consistent. They don't do anything outlandish with it, but it works really well. And when I came out of the theater, I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. So, Shane, I'm just going to say this really quick because I know we only got like several minutes ago. The buzz phrase, and I say it a lot, and now you're starting to adopt it, so I feel like I'm giving out bad habits, is whenever people say, man, I went into this thing, man, thinking it was going to be terrible, and then it ended up being good. You know what that's buzz for? That means that, that means that my expectations going in was the floor, and I was able to lift my foot up. So if I lifted my foot up, it's good. I don't know. No, you gave no, it an no. A. I gave it an A. Ooh. Okay. All right. We'll have to check that out. So, Charles Kirkland, an A for Ruby Gilman. Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Got it. All right. So, take us home with Indy. Take us home. I'm humming the theme. You know, one of the great things about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is that you hear that music. Dun, 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 dun. All right, Indiana Jones dun, and the dun, Dial of Destiny is a film dun, dun, directed by James Mangold dun, 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 and co-written by dun, Mangold dun, dun, with Jez Butterworth, dun, dun, John Henry Butterworth, dun, dun, and David Knapp. And in this movie, we see all the <laughs> I'm people. I'm sorry, am I throwing you off? No, no, no. We see all the people. We, we, we see Harrison Ford. We see right. uh, 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 John Rhys Davies comes back. Uh, uh, 80-year-old Harrison Ford. 81-year-old Harrison Ford. So we talking George Benson, Ronald Isley Jr.-ish. Yes. I, uh, Harrison Ford. And, um, you know, it's 
there's there's a beginning sequence in which they use some of the age of whatever de-aging de-aging process to make him look younger and believe it or not it looks actually really good and you think of Harrison Ford as the old Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark or whatever he looks that good please everybody look at my face during this review and then in the next scene, they give you a naked, <laughs> a bare-chested, eighty-one-year-old uh, Harrison Ford, and you say, "Yeah, he's not the same guy." <laughs> and I think Mango did that on purpose to let you know that this is not the same guy that you that you've seen before. And to that, I can say this is not the same movie that you've seen before. It, it's it's got all the same elements in it where you he's chasing people and fighting Nazis and slaying people and you know all the good stuff that he's done, but the spirit is just missing. It just doesn't feel the same as when you watched the original Raiders of the Lost Ark which were directed by Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Okay, I so I can get to the microphone. Fast <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm, you know, Mangold is a good director, but he just didn't put it together as well as James Mangold. James Mangold yes. is is a great director, but he's just not Steven Spielberg, and the film kind of feels like it's not Steven Spielberg. Okay, so, so let me just jump in for a second. Um, your review sounds like an experience I had at the Capitol Jazz Fest several weeks ago mm. when I watched Ronald Isley. <laughs> sing uh, songs that the Isley Brothers were that were hits fifty years ago, mm-hmm. and you know, fifty years ago it was hot. But now it's not. when he's sitting on the when he's sitting down singing half his set, it's not the same, Ronald Isley. It's not the same. So it's not that the spirit is gone because I can still listen to the music. And visualize him young, much like people watch Indiana Jones. He can visualize him mm-hmm, mm-hmm, years earlier. Mm-hmm. So it's the same situation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, that's not to say when I saw George Benson, who stood up for an hour and 15 minutes at age 80. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Even though his voice is different. So... Indiana Jones's voice and spirit is different in this one. Exactly, I'm, I'm bringing it all back yeah. with eighty year old yeah. Yeah. entertainers. Eighty year old entertainers. So, so I, is he going to be in the next one? No. <laughs> Why not? I, who knows? They say that this is the last one that they're going to do. They said that. They said but that they ten said years that, ago. Fifteen and, years ago. And in this film, they actually kind of explain why they had to have another film. But anyway, uh, I I think it. For the nostalgic purposes, people will love this film. It's really, I mean, it has cute stuff that reminds you of of the old Uh films. Uh But (laughs) this is not the same film, and it doesn't work in the same way. And, (laughs) you know... You don't don't look for <laughs> whenever so, whenever Shane goes so to the Indiana Jones guys, it's in a the, wrap. Indiana Jones and the Donald Destiny got a C plus. Damn, damn. All righty, it was close to a B minus, but it's and it's it's good, it's serviceable, but it's not worth really just shucking your dollars over for. All righty, so uh, as we tell you guys in closing, and thank you, Charles Kirkland, you did an amazing job this weekend on two movies. I didn't see either one of those because I was in Montreal. But um, as we tell you guys in closing every week, uh, please see something good at the movies. 
Charles Kirkland is giving you two options. It is the holiday long weekend, man. Please be safe because we want to talk to you next week, not about you. And on that, on behalf of my crew, uh, I just want to say, man, thank you guys. You guys take care. And we will talk to you soon. And free Jonathan Majors. Also, he, he is free. <laughs> <laughs> he is free. <laughs> Peace. We out, y'all.